Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Erica. We are the Sugarcraft Junkies and this is our podcast. It's for professionals, home bakers and everyone in between. Each month we'll bring you the latest news, trends, ones to watch and so much more. So stay tuned. Well, hello and welcome to Podcast 5. Hi. <laughs> we made it. Yeah, I hope you're all doing well. Sam, how are you? I'm good, thank you. You? Yeah, good. Excellent. Well. Right, so so what have you been up to then for the last, ooh, four weeks? Well, um, not as much as I might normally, obviously, because we're still in lockdown. But yes. But it's being eased a bit. Um, I've treated myself to a new microphone, mostly for your benefit, so your editing doesn't take so long, but you might be able to hear an improved sound quality. It's one a USB one that just plugs straight into my computer. I'm very excited. Thank you very much for your purchase. <laughs> I hope it makes your life a little bit easier. It does. Sam was spending a lot of time <laughs> trying to edit me louder, but not the background noise louder, so this should hopefully help. I've painted our fence in the garden because it's been a bit disgusting so i've done that it took me quite a long time to start to finish it from start to finish but i've got it all done now oh well so done looking a bit nicer out there um i met my sister and my nieces for a picnic in the park this week because we're now allowed to meet people in the park yes yes we see far apart we had our separate picnic <laughs> <laughs> but it was nice um the weather was good as well it's gone a bit miserable yes. since then so we picked the right day um um what else have we done not really news, but I've been tested for COVID at work. I had my swab test because I had to do, I don't know how many hundreds of staff that were asymptomatic for the NHS. So I had that. Oh. That's come back negative. And then last week I had the antibody test as well, which is also negative, which oh. confirms the fact that I didn't think I had it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw somebody who said that they'd had a test and they were saying how horrible it was. What, the swabs? Yeah. It's not pleasant, but it's not that bad. No, like, okay. The back of the mouth one, they somebody did it for me, I didn't do it myself. Um, you have to kind of go, like stick your tongue out, and they basically go around the top semicircle in your mouth. Oh my God, so really? the first time round is fine, the second or third time round they swab, it's tickly, so you want to cough. It doesn't make you gag, it just right. makes you want to cough or swallow or something. Okay. How many times do they have to go round? Uh, I think they did three. Right. Just to be sure. And then the same thing then goes up your nose, but it goes... You touch your nose, yeah, and you've got the soft bit, and yep. then soft bit at the bottom, yeah, and then you kind of go up and you hit bone. Yep, I'm on my bone. It needs to go into that bit of bone, so it's not painful, but it's somewhere that you've probably never felt anything before. So it's a really <laughs> weird sensation. It's like I think you might hit my brain any minute. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't realise my nose was that big. <laughs> You're just hoping they don't pull out any bogeys. Yeah, well, that's why I was like, I'm really, sorry, I'm really worried I'm going to sneeze on you, but it was fine. <laughs> but yeah, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't fun, but it wasn't unpleasant. It was right. just a really odd sensation because you've not really felt, like, unless you were a kid and you stuck something up your nose there. Yes. You've not really felt anything there before. It's a bit of a strange place to feel any kind of sensation. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it's not unpleasant. And then the, um, the antibody test... They made it sound on the news like it was going to be a little pinprick thing, but it's not. You slice your finger off. <laughs> no, it was a phlebotomist and they take a vial of blood. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's like having a blood test out of the doctors, but they just do one vial instead of like three or four. Oh, okay. 
That, that's probably not that bad, actually. No, they were very good and very quick. Like, yeah. there was a production line. They got through hundreds of people in a day. Oh, wow. Didn't feel it at all. They were very, very no, good. They are very expert at what they do. Mm. So, yes, I've done that. And I've done, uh, I've done some dance classes online still. I did a workshop last week, which was really good, with a lady called Galen Hooks. She's a US choreographer. She okay. does do workshops over here sometimes, but she's had the most incredible career and she's the most amazing dancer. So there was um, one I did on how to retain choreography and one about using your face when you dance, which both excellent. Yeah, what have you been That's up awesome. to? Um, so I've continued, dare I say, with my couch to 5K, which... Oh, yeah, how's it going? We, <laughs> well, really good, surprisingly. Okay. Considering I, I thought I was going to die at week one. Um, I've actually been out this morning and I'm on week five, run two, I've just completed this morning, which was uh, an eight minute run, a five minute walk and an eight minute run. And I succeeded. And you don't look look that tired. (laughs) It was, it was at six o'clock this morning. Yeah, I've I've had recovery. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's why I can't move anywhere. (laughs) But um, but the next one is the scary one. I I couldn't understand. So so I've joined this um Facebook group, which is Couch to Five Couch to Five K, and they're really really good, really supportive. Um, but they kept talking about uh their week five run of twenty minutes. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, am I doing a different one to them? Because yeah. my week five run one was three lots of five minutes. Okay. Then I stupidly went and looked at run two, which then went to the eight minutes. Yeah. And then run three, uh, which is coming up, um, is 20 minutes. What, in one section or is it broken down? No, it's in one section. Well, you've been doing like shorter intervals and more often. Yeah. That should mean that you can do one longer distance. Well, we shall find out. I will yes. report back because next time we meet up, I will be a lot further. You can do three 20 minute runs. Hot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so, what else have I been doing? Um, I've decided I'm now a fully qualified teacher um, okay. <laughs> because I spend a lot of time teaching in fact my poor daughter is now sitting in the kitchen trying to do negative subtractions um and that's hurting my head so uh, i've left her out there <laughs> and walked away um and oh i've started reading a book okay what book is it Ooh, i'm reading so have you heard of suzanne collins i don't think so she wrote the hunger games oh okay and she's just bought out a new book which is set 64 years before the Hunger Games. Um, and what's it called? It's called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. And it came out the other day. So I bought it. I started reading it. Then my daughter pinched it, read the whole lot in one day and gave it back to me. Now <laughs> now I'm under pressure to finish it because she wants to discuss what's in it. Okay. So I've got to try and find a bit of time where I can sit down and get a bit more reading in. Knock it down and get through it. Yes, yeah, that's my homework. Yeah. Um, and then the only other thing that I've been doing was um, I did a Zoom demonstration for the Sugarcraft Guild. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. Uh, which was highly amusing. I've been told um, two of the ladies, one was crying with laughter, apparently. Maybe she was just crying. And <laughs> <It> was that <laughs> bad? <laughs> um, and one, one says she hasn't belly laughed as much for, for ages. And I've got no idea what I did. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't intentionally funny, then. <laughs> Not as far as I was aware. Although I did almost send some icing up in flames. But we won't worry about that bit. So maybe what that was the reason. Well, I was blowtorching some some icing. Okay. Um. So I was doing a gold crackle, uh, okay. texture. So which which consists of blowtorching your icing, then you paint it with glaze, then you leave that to dry, then you paint it with um your gold, uh, with a rejuvenator. So you turn your dust into paint and you paint it. Leave it to dry, then you roll over it with a rolling pin. Okay. So there was there was two of us doing the demonstration. Uh, Kate was also doing uh, some of the textures. And she decided that she was going to try it out at the same time on her dummy cake. But she obviously she didn't realise that she had to roll it <laughs> to get the crackle. As far as I understand, I was told that she was hammering her cake. <laughs> well, it's not entirely food safe. <laughs> I can just imagine someone beating a cake around the kitchen whilst I'm trying to blowtorch a, uh, a piece of icing. So I've got a little kitchen blowtorch. Mm. And it has to be like arc welder or something <laughs> in the kitchen. Well, <laughs> now you say that. So the, the blowtorch kept running out of gas. There wasn't much. I, I can refill it, but it wouldn't refill completely. So I wasn't getting much of a flame. So I'm just chatting away, you know, trying to blowtorch this thing. And then suddenly I thought, I had this genius idea, which is not a genius idea. Here comes the health and safety notice. I'm trying to put the gas in at the same time as blowtorching. Oh, my God. <laughs> which clearly doesn't work because you end up with the gas that comes out around the sides and then it catches fire. So we had a little bit of a poof of um, flame. It, it was fine, um, but don't do it. <laughs> is this what went wrong with your computer? <laughs> No, thankfully that was after. Um, but since then, now I have been down to um, the hardware shop and I have purchased a very sturdy, huge blowtorch. I'm a bit worried. <laughs> I was going to say, I see the look of horror on your face. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll all be good. Anyway, <laughs> next time I'll get the fire extinguisher out. Yeah, and and I've just got roped into doing um, another one for the region. Okay, but the same thing or different? No, 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 same thing. I thought, you know... It's like the big boat all together. It went down well first time. What could possibly go wrong a second time? (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't say that too fast. (laughs) I've also spent some time trying to do some editing as well, um, as we've been talking to our lovely guests for next month. Yeah, we've done our first interview, so that's quite exciting, isn't it? it yeah, well, it will be very exciting when I've managed to edit it. Shall <laughs> <laughs> we tell them who it is? So, next month, we've got Zoe Hopkinson from Zoe's Fancy Cakes coming. So, I'm really, really excited. Coming, like she's going to turn up here. <laughs> <laughs> we have her over the airwaves. We, yeah, we, we certainly did have her over the airwaves. And, and the poor woman is going to hear more from me in the next <laughs> week or so. <laughs> Yeah, we did suffer with some poor connections, didn't we? It'll be all good in the end. 
so stay tuned for that next month. Oh dear, so what have we found that's new then? We've found quite a bit, I think. Um, the first thing I heard about, which was I think just after we recorded last time, is Molly's Cake Club. So this is Molly Robbins and it's teamed up with Sugar and Crumbs. It's a Facebook Live subscription club, so um, this is the new thing that Facebook seems to be doing. You have a Facebook group, which is a subscription group where people can pay to be part of that group if they don't pay they're not part of it. And it seems to be a watch live or do a long live class and, and then a playback at any point to the time you remember. So oh. you don't have to be free on the day that it, it's taking place. I quite like the way they're doing this actually. So it's £60 for the one session. It appears to be a day long class. Wow, that's because, pretty good. Yeah, it mentions that there's going to be various 15 minute breaks and 30 minutes for lunch. Oh. So you could do a day long class at home effectively. I mean, obviously, you need to be somewhere where you can have your computer because I can't see that you'd manage to be streaming live on yeah. charge for the entire day <laughs> um, if you've got a laptop. But. I like the sound of that. I think that's quite a good idea. I think that's something a bit different. Yeah, that sounds good. A lot of them seem to be really short demos, which I'm not that bothered about. But actually, if I could do a whole day-long class, and I think the first one she's doing is a takeaway meal. So it's like fries, burger, drink, the whole lot. And it's going to be making your things out of the Rice Krispie Treats, how to carve them, like literally start to finish. So well, That sounds really good. Mm. Sounds like a very good idea. And obviously, I think you'd need to join, I'd say, quite well in advance so that you've got the time to make sure you've got all the stuff that you need if yeah. you want to do it live. I mean, if you want to pay it back at any point, that's fine, that's yeah. fair enough. But, yeah, that sounds like quite a good idea. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Uh, we've also got Craftsy slash Blueprint is closing. I've got an email about this quite recently. Craftsy, a few years ago, changed their name to Blueprint. So when they were Craftsy, you could buy a tutorial, and it was an individual tutorial, and you owned that tutorial once you bought it. Um, They're now closing completely after, I think it's 10 years. What have you found that's new? Oh, it's quite nice, actually. I found a few few new things that uh, that we haven't mentioned before. So I found um, Robert Haynes. Um, He is absolutely fantastic for creating his molds and cutters he's botanically correct molds and cutters and he's started to create some or he's produced some ball tools so he's got a range hasn't he of uh, very large and they look enormous ball tools right the way down to something very very small so you can go from thinning something quite nicely without frilling it down to something that's that you can make quite a frilly petal yeah, I've had a look at the sizes. So there's five metal ball tools. Yeah. The smallest one looks like a pinhead. Yeah, it's tiny. tiny. Yeah, uh, that's $10, which is £8. So Robert Haynes is based in London, but it's Sugar Delights USA yeah. that sell his products. So for nine times out of ten, they were shipped from the USA. Um, we did discuss postage, and you were saying there's someone to Yes, so what he suggests is that you get on to Sugar Delights um, it's spelled D-E-L-I-T-E-S. Um, and there's a lady there called Jennifer. And you can email her, Jennifer at Sugar Delights. And she will sort out the postage for you. Um, they say that it's, it's a, you get a better rate if you contact her uh, for your postage than it is just to do it straight off the website. Um, so what else have I found? I've So the old, old piping bag. 
Um, this lady called Rachel, she produced some lovely moulds. We used to sell some of them in the shop, and uh, she was the one that produced the block moulds, like the baby blocks. Oh, yeah. Um, and they come out really, really nicely. Um, it's one of the nicest moulds that I've actually seen to do it, an actual block. Um, and she's just produced um, a booties mould. So it's kind of, it's textured and you just you just push your paste in and you can create all the pieces that you need for your booty. She's also produced a, um, a former to go oh, in. Okay. So I think the idea is that you wrap around the, uh, the booty and you let that dry on the former. Yeah. Then you take the former out of the bottom and you and you take the mould of the base and then you stick that together. Yeah, so it gives you a 3D like converse type shoe. It does. Booty, instead of a tiny little one that you've got yeah. down the They're nicely knitted type booties. Yeah. They're quite they cute. Nice. Yeah. They're kind of the, the fleecy material, aren't they? Yeah. And I, I do, I think it's a really good idea because, I mean, usually we spend all our time stuffing bits of kitchen towel down shoes to try and keep <laughs> their shape. So yeah. maybe this will be quite a nice, you know, a nice former to be able to actually hold it in place. You um, reminded me, I was going to tell you my story about formers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so, I did a while ago um, a workshop where we were making little baby shoes and I needed formers and I'd seen people do them. I thought, okay, they said get them on eBay. So I looked on eBay, had to search, I can't remember what I searched for, but it was something obscure in the end. And what I found was people from China, these pack of little plastic baby they were meant to be for putting socks on for displaying in shops so you can display <laughs> your baby socks so they were basically like like mannequin feet yeah but, but they were like clear acrylic right of cheap plastic um so it was like foot shaped with a bit of ankle which is exactly what i wanted so i picked the size that i thought was probably about what i wanted to make my shoe and then i couldn't quite figure out how many they were selling in the pack so i thought well i don't know one or if it's a pair, because if they're socks, you wouldn't necessarily display both socks together. Yeah. So I thought, well, I want to be able to do one pair of shoes, so I want two, and then if it's gone well or it's not gone well, I might want to do another set before that one's dry. So I'll buy four, and if I end up with eight, then <laughs> that's not really a problem. I can see where this is going, Erica. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> can I just add, they were very cheap. Okay. So I think they were like... 99p okay including the postage so there was no indication that have like that could be a quite a fair price for one or two i don't yeah really know. yeah um so which was either going to be four or eight well, when they arrived there were packs of 10 like <laughs> <laughs> you had 40 feet <laughs> <laughs> around your house now <laughs> well i did my little booty workshop and like gave everyone two so i'm like all oh, take two take them home so <laughs> i've given away quite a lot of them but i think i've still got about 10 left <laughs> excellent oh we must be able to try and find something to do with those that's yeah. genius <laughs> right i'm just going to tell you the prices of these um baby booties oh yeah so the mold is sixteen ninety five. That's not bad. Mm. It's a silicone mold. It's yep. flat. So you can mold. buy them individually. You don't have to buy the former. I'll give you a price. So the former is five pound fifty. Oh, 
Just for the one, though, I believe. <laughs> Just the one, Erica. I think it's probably slightly better quality than mine. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so for both, you can get them for 20 quid. So oh, actually, that's not, that's not too bad, is it? No. You, you don't need more than one or <laughs> no. two, maybe, if you want it. <laughs> so the former is six centimetres long by three centimetres wide by three centimetres high. So you can make a high top trainer, which is seven and a half centimetres by 4.3 centimetres, or a kimono shoe which is 6.7 centimetres by 3.7 centimetres. Um, then, oh, well, we've had quite a long discussion on the new Sugar Flare colours that have come out. Yeah. The Natri-Dye. Yeah, it's N-A-T-R-A-D-I. Yes. Now, they're supposed to be 100% natural, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not really sure what that means because everything's processed, isn't it? Yes. Um, it's not like they're going to go and pick a plant and shove it in a pot and sell it to you. It's been processed. It's been through a chemical process. Yeah, jury's out a bit because they're still they're 25 gram pots. So they're the same size as their standard pots of paste colour. But the costs are around, well, about four ninety five to five fifty, I think. Yeah, and there's one, there's pink, yellow, red, orange, blue, green, brown and purple. Yep. They seem to have the same base, it just seems to be where they get the colour from that's different. They does seem to be mostly plant-based, but yeah. the thing that we don't really understand about this is <laughs> bringing out 100% natural food oh, colourings. So in the original range, the pink and the red are vegan and vegetarian, and in this they're not because they use cochineal. Yes. Which is made from beetle shells. Yeah. <laughs> so why... In a world where more and more people are becoming vegan and vegetarian, <laughs> would you think to bring out red and pink colourings made from beetle shells? I don't really see what... I've got no tw- idea. It costs twice as much for the same amount. Yeah. I don't understand if you buy it. Yeah. It's not something I would buy anyway because I'm vegetarian, so I just wouldn't no. buy it in the first place. Yeah, we'll leave that one aside then. Yeah, and it's new. We'll yeah. That. <laughs> if, if you're into that thing, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then there's Sylvia Mancini's Easy Doll Eyes. Now, I've just watched a demo by Sylvia on Zoe's Fancy Cakers. Um, you have to join the group and then you can watch it anytime. So if you go over to Zoe's Fancy Cakers and ask to join, um, and there's a free demo there with Sylvia Mancini, um, she has some new sets out. Um, she's got a Snow Queen set and a superhero set of Easy Doll Eyes. Um, The demo was brilliant, actually. Um, Sylvia showed you how to position the eyes, which you just emboss into the paste. I think she was using Saracino. Um, And then you emboss the eyebrows and you paint the eyebrows in. So the eyes, you then put a little piece of white paste in and you make your eyes. Um, And she's also got these Easy Doll lips. They're called Lip It Easy. Um, and they are a mould and it looks like you get three different sizes um, so you you definitely need to watch the uh, tutorial just to have a look to see how these lips work because there's a definite art to putting a small ball of paste in in the lip part and then you smooth it out so it's a very very fine piece of paste before you then go and stick it onto uh, the the face of the model um, 
So the eyes retail at $16.99. But if you go onto Zoe's website, so it's uh, Zoe's Fancy Cakes and into the shop section, um, she's selling them at the minute. They are $12.95 for the new eyes and £12 for a lot of the other eyes. And the the lips are $15.95 and their normal retail price is $19.95 so it's worthwhile going over and having a look and it's definitely worthwhile going and having a watch of the demo with Sylvia they were really good oh uh, what else have we got Culpit Perfect Finish Paste Culpit oh yes paste out. Uh, 250 grams which looks around £1.50 and there's 8 colours yeah. um, it's their own brand of paste which they... I think they've just repackaged it haven't they for yeah. their 10 year anniversary next year yeah. I think so, now in purple packaging. And yeah. in the Valley, who unfortunately were flooded earlier this year, um, have got on their site quite a big sale of a lot of their flood damage products. So if you're entering one of the online cake competitions, they're obviously not safe for food that's going to be served to anyone. But if you're putting them on a cake damage for a competition that no one's ever going to eat, you can get yourself an absolute bargain. I think there's quite a few things that have come out, yeah. actually, this, this month. Yeah. So we best uh, we best move on to our topic then. We had. <laughs> so today we're talking about starting a cake business, aren't we, Sam? We are indeed, because both of us have gone down that journey. <laughs> we have, and a bit differently as well, because obviously you had the shop and I've started it from home, so slightly different routes, and we also come under different councils. We do, yes. I did start from home, though, quite a long time ago, originally. Okay. Uh, I can't, not that I can remember, 2011, maybe? No, way before then. Quite a long time ago then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too far that my memory doesn't go back that far. Well, I've dug through my notes to find what I could remember because my memory is a bit hazy of this. I mean, in uh, 2016, I think, that I registered. Oh, that gives me a good excuse yeah. then not to remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've tried to make a list of what I did, actually. Yeah, well so done. The first thing... I had to decide is obviously the name of my business if it was having a name it doesn't have to have a name yeah um, and then I registered with HMRC which is the UK government for self-assessment tax returns because I was employed so I'm employed by an employer so that was automatically done through my employer on PAYE yeah um, as I would now be earning my own money on top of that I would have to register for self-assessment because there'll be extra tax for the extra money I was earning so I registered on that and that made me pick whether I was going to be a sole trader or a limited company what's the other one let me have a look online anyway I chose sole trader because it's just me yeah (laughs) (laughs) which is probably what most people would choose isn't it yeah um I could have been a limited company but I didn't want to because I was never going to earn that much because this was only ever going to be a part-time job yeah so I decided to go as a sole trader there are quite different rules for if you want to be a sole trader or a rich um limited company limited company yeah (laughs) (laughs) not that i can remember anyway yeah um a partner or partnership oh okay um sole trader basically means that i am a business so if the business gets into horrible debts those are my horrible debts i'm not separate from the business um, I had to change my house insurance because yep. my old provider wouldn't cover me anymore because I was now working from home, which meant that my insurance was invalid. So I had to go to a specific 
provider that was covering me for business use at home. Yeah. It did put my insurance up quite a bit. I think it was about £100 a year. And yeah. so far, I've only managed to find one provider that will actually even give me a quote. Oh, so okay. I've not even really been able to shop around for it. Right. So perhaps you can help me there if you know anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I can look and look at next time because I think they've like, got me. Um, okay. I also had to get permission from my employer because it was a secondary job. Right. So that involved filling in a form of work and then they don't generally say no. There's just a set of rules that I have to follow. Things like I've got to be aware of the working time regulations. Okay. So I can't do 12 hours at work and then come home and spend four or five hours doing cake because that's a like 17, 18 hour day. Okay. Um, I'm also not allowed to take annual leave and work while I'm on annual leave because then they're paying me while I'm working for someone else. Okay. Oh. So what I can do is take annual leave to be my rest and then work when I would have not been at work. Yeah. As long as the hours don't overlap, that's fine, but I'm not allowed to work while I'm on annual leave. I'm not allowed to promote myself off the back of my other job. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those are sort of the general rules. Like, it's The main thing really is the working time regulations because I think especially doing shift work it would be quite easy to do too many hours yeah in a week because particularly if you've got a wedding cake or something like that yeah yeah it can be an awful lot so that's the main one there um I had to get a business bank account did you have trouble with that we got a business bank account I now only have a personal bank account you don't have yeah. to have a business bank account because they yes. charge you exactly so I tried I, I already knew that I was only aiming to do like a couple of cakes a month yeah which were potentially small celebration cakes so they weren't even really going to be bringing me much more than like 30 40 pound profit yeah yes so <laughs> all the effort yeah potentially I would be earning what a hundred pounds a month yeah from this job assuming <laughs> I, I did it because it wasn't going to be every single week because depending on how much shifts fell yeah um, so I didn't really want to spend ten pound a month in a bank account. It seemed a little bit excessive. No. Yeah. Um, I tried looking at all different like banks. Um, I couldn't find any that didn't charge, or any that would let me open a current account for that purpose. Yeah. The only thing I needed was to keep my work money separate. Yeah. So I could just do my accounts a lot easier because you can run it all through your current account, but okay. it's sitting there picking it out in statements and yes, makes it a little more difficult in that respect. Yeah. Um, it took me literally months of searching and this was before there was like Monzo and Starling and all the online accounts yeah eventually I discovered I could just open up a new current account with my online banking <laughs> without asking to anyone so I did that <laughs> it's amazing what you I was, learn yeah, I was logging into like pay a bill I was like oh open a current account yes please so I just did that haven't called it anything I've just got a separate current account and a separate bank card for my yeah. Stuff. Um, I have now got a Monzo account as well for personal use that yeah. I use on holiday, and they've started doing business banking. Um, I applied for a business account but was rejected, so oh, I can't do that. But thinking about it, I'm not sure that's really suitable for me at the moment because a lot of my demos I still get paid by check. Yes, and the fact they don't have physical branches, I don't know where I'd have to go to pay in. Yeah, at least where I've got a high street bank, I can pay in those checks relatively easily. Yes. Yeah, we need to do away with those pesky checks. We do, we do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would, I'd actually, I'd rather have check than cash because cash tends to get... Spent. In my purse. <laughs> yeah. 
And then I just had to like end up transferring money across, so actually the trip's probably a bit easier in that respect. <laughs> um, I had to register with the council. <clears throat> yep. So that that in my mind was a big one, but actually it was very straightforward. I don't know how you went about it, but um, I come under Bexley Council, and at the time, if I just typed into Google Bexley Council register a cake business from home, they had a whole page on their website dedicated to exactly that because there were a lot of people doing that. Mm. So it gave you some tips and some guidance, some things you should do, some things you shouldn't do. And um, you do have to, by law, register your cake business, and yeah. they can't refuse you to register. So you're automatic if you fill in your form to register, you are registered. Yeah. That's that. Um, and if you're not registered and you are selling food, then you are breaking the law and you can be charged as such. Yeah. So it's really worth doing. The form was really straightforward. Um, I've still got it because it was one I think I did online. Um, there's like three pages. Yeah. Um, and I've got a food hazard analysis for cake makers, which I had to fill in and then bring with me or have with me when they did their visit. Yeah. So basically, I filled in a really basic form online, which kind of said the address, what I was planning to do, who I was, um, and where I was, pretty yeah. much. And then they get back to you and send you this little um, food hazard analysis and booking an appointment for someone to come and visit and chat for it all. Yeah. So this basically got my name, the address, the date I've completed the pack, um, who my customers are, the description of what I'm doing. And then it's got a load of points where I need to read the question and then write what I'll do to meet this point. So things like um, safety point in your kitchen, which why is it critical to food safety? And one of the points is dirty overalls or clothes can contaminate food with anything from bacteria to pet hairs. And then I need to write what I will do to combat that. So it's quite straightforward and it's basically getting you to think around all the potential hazards to your customers in your home. Yeah. Um, and then they just chat through your answers at the assessment. Um, what they looked at when they came, they looked at my fridge, they took the temperature, they oh. looked at where I stored my cake stuff. So on my in my fridge... You've only uh, got one shelf in your fridge that you use yeah, for your cake yeah. stuff. <laughs> on my top shelf and my fridge is my cake shelf. And that's good because it means it's not going to be contaminated by anything else. Yeah. Our fridge spot, when you open it, it shows you the temperature, so I don't need a separate thermometer in the fridge. Um, I keep my like flour and sugar and all that sort of thing in individual Tupperware boxes, so they're yeah. sealed. And then I've got a separate shelf in the cupboard that's just for that. So yeah. again, that reduces the risk of contamination. And the fact that I'm not bulk buying, I'm buying supermarket sizes, like you know, one kilogram yeah. of sugar, that sort of thing. It's traceable, really isn't it? Well, it's not just traceable, so there's not really any risk of things going off before I'm going to use them because the turnaround's quite yeah. quick. So I haven't really got to worry about storing things for so long. So that's less of a risk. They discussed cleaning. Now, I said that basically I clean everything. This is what I do. I didn't just say it. <laughs> this is real. <laughs> I clean everything before I start work. Yes. Because... Potentially, I'm only doing one cake every other week. So yep. the fact I'm not going to have a daily cleaning schedule when it's my household kitchen yep. and I haven't made cakes for two weeks, I'm yep. not going to be making a log every time I clean the work services. <laughs> so um, they actually were quite happy with that and just kind of said, right, how do you clean? I don't have dishwasher. Everything's yep. washed in my sink. Um, I've got a washing up bowl that I need to take out of the sink when I'm washing. 
decided that I can get to the taps easily and not contaminate everything with my hands that I'm washing. Um, yeah. I'm not allowed to have the washing machine on when I'm making cakes because yeah. that's in the kitchen because that could potentially contaminate. Uh, what else did I say? I don't have two sinks. I've literally I've got one sink and I've yeah. got a draining board. I have no dishwasher. Yeah. And that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Um, one thing they did pick me up on was my cleaning products I was using weren't good enough. So I'd imagine, like most people, I'd just been using like the flash kitchen bleach sort of thing. Yeah. And they said, well, you're not actually allowed to use bleach on food services. We need something that says that's antibacterial that has a contact time. So I think the other thing I've been using is one of the methods antibacterials, and there's actually that doesn't have a contact time in it, so that's not suitable. So I've now started using the astonished uh, one that you get in Savers. It's like right. 99p for a massive antibacterial thing. It's great, doesn't smell of anything, doesn't taste of anything. Okay. It's got a five-minute five contact time, so I'm quite happy with that. It saved me money and it's even more appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically clean with that, wipe down with kitchen roll. Yep. Kitchen roll goes in the bin, wash your hands. Yep. Clean everything. Then yeah, and then you're exhausted. You need a cuppa. Yeah. Go rest. <laughs> um, oh, the other thing I had to get was allergy stickers. So because you need to label all your cakes going out with allergy mm. information by law. Yeah, have to specify. They're usually in bold if you look at ingredients list. I could write them out by hand, but actually it's a lot easier for me to buy stickers. So I had a look on the internet and bought myself. Um, I didn't actually buy a roll of stickers. What I did was I bought a digital one that I could print whenever yeah. I wanted. Um, printed off loads, still have them. Um, and it's basically <laughs> a tick box, and you tick the ones that are relevant to what you've got, and it's also got the e-numbers on it that you have to specify, and it's got a use-by date. Yeah. And it's got the little phrase about how to store, where to store. That's an amazing kitchen that handles nuts, that sort of yeah. Yeah. on it. Yeah. We printed our own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did consider it and I had a little play at um laying it out, but I couldn't really get it small enough because I didn't want an enormous sticker that was gonna take up like half the yeah, box. Yeah, yeah. So they're probably about a third of the size of my phone. Okay. Packs, yeah. Oh I just printed an A four sheet and I then stuck that to the top of the cake box. Oh, okay. No, mine are on, like, sticky labels. You know, like, the sticky address labels. Yeah. large sticky address labels. Yeah. So I'm going to stick that on. It's got my logo on it as well. But I also have logo stickers that I stick them on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, ours was blatantly in your face. <laughs> Don't oh. carry it flat. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the other thing. I had a logo as well. So, yeah. having... <laughs> done and this probably did stand me like this said having printed programs for our sugar craft club for many years as the program secretary i had a pretty good understanding of what was free and what was paid for on various printing programs yeah so mr print for example if you want to upload an image sometimes they charge you and the same if you want other stuff printed so i thought well if i'm going to want anything with my logo on it i want yeah. something that's not going to cost me a lot of money to upload and then print like to yeah. upload my image so um I went for Aerial Fun. <laughs> Excellent. It's, it's usually included free. So <laughs> it's I, easily I, readable, Erica. Yeah, it's easily readable. I don't have any pictures on it. It literally says little whistling capital letters in white in Aerial. Yeah. And that's it. And it's white writing on a colour background. Yeah, fantastic. My business, yeah, my business cards are loads of different colours. Um, 
but on like Instagram or a lot of things, it's navy, it's uh, royal blue, yeah, uh, not royal blue, mainly because that was the most sort of impactful colour I could find. Yeah, it was still because I like I like bold dark mm. colours. I'm not really a pastel kind of person. Yeah, um, and out of all of them, blue was the one that I think looked the best with the white and was the easiest to read. So that was why I've gone for that. But my business cards are in a variety of colours. <laughs> There is no real colour to my logo, it's just like literally catalogs on, aerial, <laughs> Job done. Job done, yeah. <laughs> oh, excellent. So was there anything else that you had to do when you initially set up your business um, from home? I don't think there was, you know. I mean, once you have your inspection, they give you a rating out of five. Yeah. And that's what you see in all, like, the takeaway windows and the restaurant windows, the small yeah. doors, they call it. Um, they said that you'll get a re-inspection every couple of years, but that's not necessarily in person. They do, Bex and Lux do their first visit in person to meet with you and chat with you. Yeah. You see the kitchen, see what state you're in, what sort of thing. I, I was terrified when they first came round to yeah, do I my was, home I inspection. And the it's so not like that at all, no, is it? the guy was lovely, and it wasn't It wasn't like an exam, and they were literally there to sort of sit and talk with you yeah. all, so it wasn't the fact like you're going to pass or fail here, it's yeah. like... They actually want to help trading. you. Yeah, it was, you haven't started trading yet, so when you do, this is what you need to do. Yeah, it was it was very straightforward. Um, I got my reassessments via email, and that was literally a form to fill in. The first one they sent me I thought was a little bit odd. Um, filled it in anyway. I've asked some questions like, it's not relevant to me but maybe it's just a really generic form they send out to all of their food users it was stuff like it's all to do with like preparing food for children at lunchtime I was like really (laughs) (laughs) have they sent you the wrong form (laughs) yes so I sent it back and the guy's like oh I'm really sorry I've sent you the nursery school Um, 
fresh cream is not allowed to be out of the fridge. I think it's for like more than three or four hours before it's yeah. considered off. Yeah. So there would be no way for me to make a cake yeah. and have it collected or delivered. Yes, and, and consumed. <laughs> yeah. Those three hours, like, it'd probably take me the three hours to finish it. And because my house is not, or my room's not refrigerated, I just can't do that. I don't yeah. have suitable storage for it. Um, Cream's disgusting anyway. Yeah, I would, I, to be honest, I've never offered it, and it's not the kind of thing I necessarily no. want to offer. I'm more into the decoration side of things, yeah. so cream cakes don't really appeal. Yeah. Um, what else am I not allowed to do? I think that's about it, actually. Yeah, your your, your um, council sounds very, very similar to ours. I did an ex- inspection at home. Um, they came round. I cleaned the place to within an inch of its life. <laughs> Yeah. They didn't look at anything. <laughs> so I was, it was so fastidious in cleaning everything, and um, it was. Please, can you look in my fridge? I have a thermometer in there and everything. <laughs> look under the cupboards. I don't care. I've cleaned. Um, so they were, they were very much more interested in your knowledge and how you, you know, you know what you're doing, you know how to store things and things like that, as opposed to coming around and yeah, okay, they do want to see the kitchen clean, but I I didn't have to clean it within an inch of its life. Um, I think it's quite good that they realise that you live there, it's not, yes, it's not a show home. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> so, so the difference between that and I was just making some notes while you were talking because I was thinking, oh, there's there's a few things that I forgot as uh, when we were setting up the shop. So, um, originally, yeah, I I was working at home like you, and then Chris and I got together and we decided that we were going to open a shop together. Um. It was difficult to decide on a name because Cake Innovations has always been my business. Oh, okay. Was it your name before the shop? It was my name before the shop. Um, So Chris had done a lot more kind of teaching and that kind of side of things. And I'd done, I'd built up a reasonable business um, with the cakes. So after lots of discussion, we decided to keep, because we were still in Gravesend um, and she was out of the area. So my name had kind of built up a little bit in the area. Yeah. So we kept my name. We did go and seek someone to design us our logo, um, which is kind of, we didn't want pinks. We're not into yeah. pinks. Yeah. We went for a cho- like a chocolate brown colours um, and we have uh, pale green swirls that go so on the letterheads um, and through the the page, the A4 page. When you type, there's a there's a green swirl, um, okay. and and that took quite a long time to actually come up with that and agree that. But mm. we we kind of started out. You need to know what your area's like and what businesses there are around. Um, before you even contemplate opening a shop because there's no point in opening one if you've got one on your doorstep yeah although there is another one now in the area um but he's a lot he's a lot smaller than i was 
So, so we kind of, we knew what there was around and we then had to find a unit to, uh, to use. That was always the challenge. Um, we found where we were based. So we were based in a square. Um, and we chose that because it had good parking. So our thoughts were around kind of people coming to and from the shop. So carrying a cake from the shop to your car, carrying heavy icing from the shop to your car, um, and the fact that parking was free and it accommodated quite a number of cars. So therefore doing classes meant that people could park and come to classes. So it worked on all fronts. Um, were you restricted about what units you could use for that use? Are they like are the shops yeah. kind of already designated? They have products? different classifications, so it had to be an A one unit. Don't ask me too much about that because it's, <laughs> it's all you know. It's, yeah, it's a, it's A one. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> um, uh, so we ended up with the council's rent office, but the bonus was it had a disabled ramp in so people could come in with push chairs and you know it was accessible for everybody it was different to all the other shops because it was never a shop it was never a shop yeah well maybe in bygone days but i'm sure that the council probably put the ramp in when they were a rent office because they had to so it it worked on all levels we had to um so we had to contact the council sort the tenancy I would always advise getting a solicitor to read through the agreements because the jargon that's in there. I, when we redid the tenancy, we we did it ourselves. Oh my goodness! Well, there's not a full stop in a in a in a document because there's nothing. So they so nothing can be misconstrued in any way. So it's one continuous. Uh, stream of words and 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 when you know two or three words to you and I it, it's like a whole A4 page <laughs> yeah. and they just meant one thing so yeah. getting, the, getting a, a solicitor to look at that and go through it especially initially because if you're only renewing and nothing is changing then that's not a problem yeah. but first of all just get them to look at it takes them a lot less time than you you just can't understand it um so then like you we sorted our finances um and we did employ an accountant which was a lot easier we did move accountants because we didn't like the first one so don't be afraid to move accountants um just make sure because we were set up as a limited company you know that's not my area of expertise I'd rather let an accountant deal with that and then they, you know, they know what they're doing. They fill in the tax returns and everything. Job done. I just provide the receipts and the invoices and document it all. I seem to do a lot of work on that front, but, you know. it. See, they, I don't have an accountant. I do my own. Yeah, I used to do and my own when I was working at home. Yeah, that's only because mine's very straightforward. So, obviously, all my... <clears throat> all my um, NHS earnings yeah. are on my P60, so that's quite clear yeah. as to what things I need to put in. Uh, there's not a lot of money coming and going through my cake account, yeah. So it's 
minimal work and I, I did start off trying to record it all online but I just got I couldn't be bothered to turn yeah. on the computer to bring up an Excel sheet to write on what I pour a pop of sugar yeah like, <laughs> so I, I've literally I've got a notebook and I've got um I've got a double page for each month and I've got one side in and one side out and yeah like what I've bought and yeah. the amount I spent and then each month totally up and then when I'm doing my accounts, I go through my highlighters and just highlight what comes under different categories and yeah. add those things up. It probably takes me maybe an hour and a half. Yeah. Here. It's not It's not a lot and it's not complicated because of the volume of work I've got coming through it. Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got to, I've put all my receipts in order and I need to document them on the computer. And I was planning on doing that during lockdown, and I'm waiting for a rainy day. <laughs> we haven't had one yet. So I'm still waiting for that rainy day. Wait, wait for a day that's too hot to go outside and do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we got, so we got our accountant, and then, like you, we got our insurance sorted. Um, but again, the insurance was much higher. God, I think we paid nearly five hundred pounds a year on insurance. Oh, I've got public liability insurance, I've got that as well. Yeah. So I've got that through the Guild, it's a lot cheaper. Yes, I do but, now, but then it all came under, yeah, we had all the insurance um, sorted. So you just tick off, like, oh, that's coming out that month. Oh, that's yeah. coming out that month. We did spread the accountant monthly, that helps. Okay. <laughs> um, and then we had to get some builders and shop fitters in. Because the council's rent office was divided into small areas and we needed it all knocked down and redone. We had a suspended ceiling put in. So it took, we got three months rent free to fit the shop out. So we got the keys in November, December, January, February. Yeah, we opened in February. So we had three months to, um, to kit it out. We had to have fire alarms put in and fire extinguishers. Don't think about fire extinguishers. And they have to be uh, serviced yearly. I still have them down in my garage now because they <laughs> they belong to me. <laughs> so, But I'd never find them if I had fire because <laughs> I don't know where they are. <laughs> yeah, can the fire hold on, please? <laughs> um. And then we got a website sorted um, because people need to know where you are and what you're doing. So that took quite a long time. We did have a few issues with web designers. I, I don't know why we have issues. I suppose that because web designing can be done from anywhere, anywhere in the country now, um, when you can't get hold of somebody... Uh, it becomes an issue. So, yeah, so trying to communicate exactly what you want to someone who's yeah. over the phone or over emails is not that easy. No, no. Uh, it's a lot of bouncing stuff backwards and forwards until you're happy yeah. with what you've got. Um, but now I would really like to go and redesign a new one. Uh, that was another thing on my to-do list that I was contemplating okay. trying to do. Uh, it, so it's been like swiftly to- moved off. <laughs> I did look at websites, but I decided against it because, again, it was another minimum of £10 a month. So yeah. it's like, it's not worth it. Like, it would not bring me any, any more work because yeah. I'm not looking for more work. I had enough work through the people. Yeah. A lot of my work comes from people that I work with or that I know already. So yeah. 
Yeah. I wasn't trying to attract business. I literally needed somewhere to put pictures and stuff I'd done so people could look at it, which is why I ended up using Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Instagram and Facebook, yeah. That was yeah. that was kind of like the main three, I suppose. The website, Instagram and Facebook was what yeah. we used. I didn't use Facebook because I felt like you get a lot more time wasted on Facebook and people just... We got a few inquiries on Facebook. Um, some people seem to use Facebook and it works for them. Some people it doesn't. Um, I don't think that for the shop, Instagram or Facebook particularly worked. It was just about having a presence more yeah. than anything. And the fact that you can post onto Instagram and it and you can link it to Facebook. Yeah. Once we learned that, that became a lot less... <laughs> Hassle, um, because yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was much easier. Um, so again, like you, we contacted Environmental Health. They were lovely. They came round to the shop. Came round while it was being fitted. So I don't know what they could see there, but they did come round at the end after it was done as well. <laughs> um, we had to uh, fill in the obligatory form that you get, but they were really helpful. Um, gave us a five star rating, which was nice, and then. For uh, for future ones, we've only had well at the shop. We only had forms sent out to us mm. to fill in. The thing is, I think cake decorators are quite low on the, you know, as a hazard. Yeah, they're, they're low risk, aren't they? Because yeah, I mean, if, if it's uncooked, yeah, you're probably not going to make someone as ill as if it was uncooked meat or if it was yeah. do you know what I mean? anything like that. Yeah, yeah, and cake just goes hard, doesn't it? Yeah, you know? yeah. so. It's um yeah, so it's a bit different. But they were they were really good and really helpful. Um and since then, since I've come back home to work, I've had the council route. I didn't think they were gonna come out again because they've already been out once previously and to the shop and sent me a, a thingy. Um but no, they came out and she was lovely and she stayed for a very long time drinking coffee. But... <laughs> Ch- chatting about nothing to do with the inspection. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but it was it was nice anyway. So she gave me another five star. That's I, I was happy. Um, then I I would recommend, and we did start doing this. Well, I started doing this was writing a business plan, and I think okay. if if it's going to be your business as a whole, as opposed to being able to work and and do it, then I think a business plan is a really good idea because it just focuses you on yeah. what you want to do for the future. Um, I started writing the business plan and it never, ever got finished. Um, so I wish it had. And I may well, after I've done the accounts and the website, I may well sit down and write another. It seems a lot of paperwork, isn't there? There's more paperwork involved than cake making. Um, do another do another business plan. Um we also, because we ran classes and we had children's classes, we had to get our CRB slash DBS, whatever they're called now, check done. And I did first aid at work, though why anyone would want me to administer first aid to them, I do not know. That may be the reason why no one hurt themselves. <laughs> No, that's a lie. That's a lie. There was a huge incident. with No, not a huge incident. <laughs> I bought uh, some paring knives for a class. Yeah. And they're so sharp. And they still are because they're not used very much. Yeah. 
Um, and the first time they came out, I may as well have just walked around with plasters in my tabard and just hand them out. I, I should have just handed a plaster with the knife because you'd guarantee everybody just, I don't know what they did with them. It's like a, not a massacre. That's the wrong word. But <laughs> they're just like people cutting their fingers and it was dripping. Oh, no, it was terrible. But um, anyway, yes, and an accident book. That's always a good thing to have. <laughs> um, so, and I did write a risk assessment for the shop as well. Um, what else did we... Uh, and then going on to doing um, advertising because you needed to tell people that you were there. Yeah. So it's right, opening... But so so opening is great because the local papers are really interested in you and the press came out. Um, but trying to get free advertising is really hard. Yeah. We entered a um, business awards. So that's the top, that's a good tip. If you enter business awards, the local papers are interested in you and they feature everyone that's interested or the, everyone that's applied for the business awards. Oh, okay. It's great publicity, even if you don't get anywhere. So so we had a couple of um, rounds in the local papers doing that. We did pay for some advertising, um, but how much it bought in versus, you know, what went out, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It's very difficult unless you've got some kind of code that you can, you know, people can come in and say, oh, yeah, we saw you in here and... But then are you going to apply a discount for that or and you might not want to give a discount? So anyway, we, we started doing a bit of publicity and then needed to sort out a card machine. Uh, that can take quite a while because you have to go through all the merchant banking stuff. Um, I've and recently bought a card machine, actually. Yeah. I've, I've only tested it. I haven't actually had anyone play with it yet. Oh, uh, I... Who's is yours with? Uh, Sum Up, I bought it. They had it in a sale and then the dice reduced to like, I think it was, I think it was like £15 and then I had a discount voucher as well, so I got it for £11. It was like, £11 on the car machine, but I'll risk it. Yeah, yeah, actually, it's they're right. really good. I've, I've got the Sum Up one. Uh, I've also got an iZettle one. Not that I'm being greedy or anything. Um, <laughs> the iZettle one I use for the, the Guild. Um, but the Sum Up one. I have used it with customers, and it has worked really well. Hmm. So I, I do. Need to transfer money over. Yeah. Well, I went round Cake International, and um, and I, <laughs> I just talked to all of the uh, stallholders. Every time they, yeah. if I bought something, they got a card machine, and I'd ask them <laughs> about their. Uh, about the card machines and some up seems to be quite good there was an area in uh in cake international that you couldn't um get a signal so the signal yeah, was the guess, reception, don't you? yeah so but it's but it's worked fine and and it's all good you can take payment over the phone with some up but you have to have done a year of self-assessment filling in your tax return to show oh, okay. that you're a sole trader. But yeah. because I shut the shop in December and then carried on as a sole trader from January, I've only got, I haven't got a year's, or I haven't got, oh. I haven't got a, 
a self-assessment tax return yet to be able to do that. So once that's done, then I'll probably do that because people can then ring up and you can key in the details. So that'll be good. And that's what a nice big chunky card reader at the shop was good for. But you are, I mean, there's a lot. You need to shop around. But we were paying a monthly fee, but then the percentage rate is lower on the cards. So it's half and you're going to use it really, doesn't it? Yeah. And most people, in a shop, most people want to pay by card nowadays. Yeah. Um, Especially now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a touch of the thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Cash is banned everywhere. Um, and then with the with the little money that we had left, because it was very little money by the time we got left, uh, we got some stock. <laughs> yeah. I think we had about £3,000 to spend on stock. Okay. And when that comes in, it doesn't look anything. So when you put it up on the shelf, we had lots of slat wall shelving with hooks. Yeah. So we took photos uh, to do like posters. We got um, flyers done and stuff. Uh, I did a lot of door to door, putting flyers through doors. And we moved all of the stock to around the till area to make yeah. it look like it was a really full shop. <laughs> Every other wall was bare. Oh, my. <laughs> and, then, and then you move it around again. You're like, oh, there's not much here. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it didn't take long for it to build up. And by the end, I was struggling to actually get the products on the shelves because we had so yeah. much. So that was really that was really nice to see how that changed. So, yeah, so then we opened on the 14th of February 2014. Funny that. Oh. And um, although it seems utterly ridiculous at that point, but I do think, in hindsight, writing an exit strategy, no matter how long in advance you are going to be there and or decide that you're not going to be there, um, planning how you're actually going to leave and all the things that you need to do to leave would have been advantageous i mean i did write an exit strategy but it wasn't until i was thinking about exiting yeah um and and that did i mean that was brilliant and i needed that but um i think if you do the whole plan all the way through you know you're kind of set up and you're there so i think that's probably (laughs) i think that's probably my journey really Um, <laughs> I, I, found, I thought about a book that I bought as well so to kind of help me there's a book by Louise Wilson and Ellie Russett who are the cake makery and it's called Start a Cake Business and Make It Work Yeah. And basically takes you through all the steps you need to do it's got in there things like order forms and the kind of things you need to put in them so that's another thing I did I designed myself an order form word yep. it's got my logo on it's got space to draw it's got my terms on the back it's got space for people to sign that sort of thing because essentially it's an order and collection form like Yes, I've picked it up. Yes, they've paid. This is a deposit. This is a design. That sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So that was really useful. Um, yeah, I think it's out of print at the minute, so your library might have it, something like that. Yeah. Well, I think I got. I mean, there are loads of books out there, mm-hmm. but I think I got the Squires, the one that's published by Squires Kitchen by Kathy okay. Moore. Um, and it's called Starting a Cake Decorating Business from Home. And I think I probably passed it on to somebody else who uh, could make use of it now. Um, yeah, I think I passed mine on as well. So I think once you're set up, you don't really need to refer back to no, it. No, so. no, and I'd rather someone else make use of it. 
and then yeah. it just sitting there collecting dust. Um, but there are there are a lot of I think I've acquired a few books in my travels over over the years of yeah. you know one about the marketing. Marketing, I think, is probably the biggest one. And I think what you don't realise is when you're opening a shop, you kind of you've gone from cake maker to business mm. owner, and that's a massive step. I mean, I was I spent a lot of time ordering stock, um, and it it became which is why in the end I stopped doing celebration cakes because there was so much to be done keeping the keeping the stock in the shop topped up, um, and you know if you're doing any classes, um, liaising with tutors took a long long time. Um, and so there was lots and lots of bits yeah. that kind what was your of. Main, like, where did your main income come from the shop? Was it the classes or the stock? It was classes, yeah. Cakes. A lot of people still want a cheap cake. That's fine. But with overhead, that's the problem. See, with overheads, then we had to charge a certain amount for cake. Because you can't, you're taking someone out of the shop to work in the kitchen. That means nothing else gets done. It's just cake. And if you're only charging £60 for a cake, someone in the kitchen is not going to keep the lighting, the heating, the, you know, everything else running. Paying for an accountant, all of, yeah. Oh, yeah, that minor thing, paying for the rent. (laughs) Did you have to pay business rates as well? No. No. Oh, really? Hmm. So it was literally uh, the rent. But then along with the rent, uh, there was an insurance for the big graffitied windows yeah. that we had. So, you know, there's there's all little things that sneak in that you don't necessarily think about that you're going to have to pay out for. Yeah, I think for me, it was a lot of my monthly costs are really low, but my setting up stuff was actually probably more than our bargain. Like the, the registering for self-assessment, that's free. Changing my home insurance, that obviously cost me money because it was more expensive to then yeah. do. Um, the business bank account I ended up doing for free. But the stickers I've had to buy, the um, course I had to take, the printing of all the forms, like it's little bits, but yeah. it's still it's stuff you've got to keep doing. And had I got a website and had I got a mm. business bank account, I'd be paying an extra £20, £30 a month yeah. just for that before yeah. I've even... Yeah, money. it's been an interesting journey, and I've learnt lots, and yeah. um, and I shall uh, probably forget lots. <laughs> <laughs> You're hoping to forget lots. Yeah. <laughs> One of the tips that I got, which I thought was quite useful, was that when you're naming your business, is to pick something that if you change the direction of your business, you don't have to then rebrand. Yes. So, if I've started off making cakes and then I later want to go down the route of teaching or creating products, I don't then have to rebrand my business because I've called it something cupcake or do you know what I mean? Like yeah. something that's very specific to what I was doing. That's because it's not like Erica makes no. cakes. No. <laughs> <laughs> so should we have a look at our ones to watch this? Um... Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we haven't actually discussed it yet, so I'm quite interested. Oh, are you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm quite interested as well because I don't think I can pronounce her name. So that could of be course. quite interesting. <laughs> You're going to offend. Be I, I know, I know. Okay, so my one to watch is, so her Instagram and Facebook uh, page is called Angels 
dot sugar art by Angelica. I can do the Angelica, although I have seen her. She she does call herself Angela. Okay. And then her surname is beyond my capabilities. <laughs> I'd say chick. Chick? Do you think chick. so? C H W Y C. C with a little accent. And I'm absolutely in love with her models that she makes, her sugar models. The details on the faces, the movement of the costumes that she's created and the fingernails. She, but You can see the fingers. You know, I mean, I, I, I make a character with stubby little fingers and hers are all very long and thin and individual and painted nails. They've got fingernails as well, haven't they? They have got fingernails as well. She's got wow. this. There's one on there with this close up of a foot, and even the foot has got painted toenails. She's she's won uh, gold, funnily enough, at Kank International. I think it was 2017, and she did a mini class at Kank International last November. Okay, but I just the the detail on the face is just exquisite. Do you know what I think makes her stand out? There's a couple of. Um models on here where you can see the bodies before she's dressed them yes and you can see the muscles and yep. the structure under the skin and i think that's the same for the faces you can see the muscles in the faces yeah the structure so they look a lot more realistic yes. rather than just getting an overall yeah shape. i would love to do a class with this lady she looks fantastic there is there's even a picture um on instagram where there's a really really detailed face and it's 11 millimetres. It's tiny. What? She's got her finger. <laughs> yeah, she's got her finger next to it. You can see her fingernail. And this face, I think you probably have to scroll down quite a way. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's just, just makes you weep for think. How could she be so talented? It's, wow. um, it, it's crazy. The, um, the style and everything about it. She's done some pole dancing ones as well. I like the manga ones. The manga ones are really, and anime ones yeah. are really nice as well. Yeah, yeah. Just so good. Mm, yeah, um, but it's kind of next level modelling, isn't it? It's it is. It's a lot, lot of realism in it as opposed to yes. being cartoony. Yeah, yeah. It's not characterised, is it? It's very, right. it's very laugh like And even down to the eyelashes, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't know where to begin. No. Um, well, she's in Poland, isn't she? She is. She's in Warsaw. Yes. Yeah, which is why I couldn't pronounce her surname very well. Um, and she's also uh, the Saracino. For surprisingly, she's the Saracino ambassador for 2020. Yeah, that's well deserved. Yeah, I think... Oh, I, I found the fingernail one. Yeah, you found it. Yeah. yeah. It's not a long nail. It's a cake decorator's fingernail. It's the same size as it. I know. Well, I, I looked at I looked at that in shock, and then looked at my fingernail. Going, no, she must have really long fingers. <laughs> it's fabulous. Yeah. So, what have you got then? I better get my phone out, hadn't I? So I can have a nosy. <laughs> I've just gone for someone that I actually find really inspiring, and I don't think her Instagram is. It's not a sort of a self promotion thing. It's more of a sort of her life. Yeah. So it's not necessarily all cake, and it's not necessarily all new things and all amazing things. But it is Dawn Butler. Oh, the lovely Dawn. She is wonderful. She's yeah. got so many brilliant ideas that she has had before everybody else. I think I'm right in saying that before Cake Frame came out, 
she'd invented her own wine and wheat mix. Right. The year before Cake Frame was launched, um, she's done her own line of airbrushes and teaches fantastic airbrushing classes. She She goes above and beyond. She really goes above and beyond. She does she's got her own um like cake carry case sort of one so you can make a handbag and pick up by the handles handles. She's got animatronics in her cakes, so she's made like a BB eight where the head moves. Um she's got I think she did a train that went on a track as well and things like that. Her ideas are just out of this world. Um, she's got a handbag that she's airbrushed in a really bright tartan. Yes, I saw that. It's fantastic, is isn't it? Incredible. And it's just on a table and you can pick that up by the handles. But she's got the most unusual range of products and they're hers. Yes. But it's not that she's sort of hunted them down. It's her ideas that she's then gone yeah. and done something with. Yeah. Um, she's a real innovator, isn't she? Yeah, absolutely. And she's got a very, very good eye as well for design and for detail. Yeah. So I really do admire what she does. And and she's a lovely person. Mm, yeah, she's very nice. Um, I did an airbrushing class with her and that was really fantastic. That was, I'd had my airbrush for years and to be honest, I'd only really used it for spraying cake wards black. <laughs> <laughs> Use up all your scraps and then just like spray it with black. She's done some really nice designs lately using what's the name of those products? Which Is it products? Ellie cakes that do the the letters that you stick on the sticky backing and then press them into your oh, oh. Into your cake. <laughs> the um like the embossing letters. Oh, you know what I mean. It's Amy, emboss- isn't it? Amy. Amy cakes. Yeah, is it? I'm, yeah. But that's not the name of the product, that's the name of the person who makes it. But anyway, you know what I mean. The letters that you, you emboss on and then you paint. They'll come to me in a minute, I'll just blurt it out. <laughs> she's done what looks like airbrushing with them as well, which looks quite interesting. Oh, God, wow. Sweet so, yeah, stamp. That's it, sweet stamp. <laughs> we got yes. there. Got there in the end. But yeah, she's got some fantastic structure courses. She's got an awful lot of free content on YouTube to do with airbrushes. So if you have any airbrush problems, yeah. you can go and watch her tutorials about taking it apart, cleaning it, putting it back together. If you buy anything from her and you have any problems, she genuinely will help yeah. you. You can ring her and she will talk through it and will Skype you and yeah. help you with the problem that you've got. Very generous like that. Yes, yes, for sure. Oh, fantastic. Yes. So it's Dawn Butler. I look forward to see who we've got next time then. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) See if I can find someone else that I can't pronounce and really just embarrass myself. (laughs) So that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you all for listening to our uh, third social distancing podcast. We'd love it if you'd leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We'll link the things that we've mentioned in the show notes below. Um, As usual, you can follow us on Instagram at the Sugarcraft Junkies. And we'll be back on the 8th of July, where we have a very exciting interview with Zoe Hopkinson from Zoe's Fancy Cake. This is our very first guest. That's very exciting. See you there. Bye. Bye.